stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. The Brave Maker Show is hosted by Tony Gapperstone. Thanks for tuning in. It's showtime. Happy 2024. Let's get it. We're kicking off with our 221st episode and I am Tony Gapastone. I'm a writer, director, and actor based in the San Francisco Bay Area. You can find me on all the socials at my name, Tony Gapastone, or my website, TonyGap.com. Caucasian man with brown hair wearing a white t-shirt in my Brave Maker studio with some black and pink and blue going on. And I got my friend, my collaborator, my producer and partner, and sometimes we say work spouses, uh, Priscilla Lamb. Hey, hey. Hi, guys. I am Priscilla Lamb, actress, film producer, and I am against a white wall. I have a flannel that has many colors on it. And I am black and Asian, so yellow and yellow, yellow brown with long black curly hair, hair, she heard. And I'm grateful to be here today. And Priscilla brought us a special guest, someone who's, what you said, crushing it in his lane. So give us a little backstory before we bring him on. Who is on the show today? Yes, we have Latavius Fournay. And I call him Tay. He's a film producer. I had learned to grow um, my own acting skills and my knowledge um, from experiencing a weekend with him on his set. And he is just someone that is putting his feet to the pavement and practicing his craft every day and not making excuses. Even if it doesn't look the best or come out the best, um, he's still putting up his shots. And so I'm excited to pick his brain today. Excited to talk about the projects that he has coming and any gems that he would like to drop for us. Like his his YouTube page, he's gotten over millions of views for his films that he drops on there. He also has a film, a couple of films on Tubi, Tubi actually, which for many of us, we clown Tubi. <laughs> but for many, many of us filmmakers, we wish that we could even get our stuff on a f- platform like to be. So, <laughs> so I am celebrating all wins on his journey and a journey that I aspire to actually accomplish myself. And I know too, we got that new deal where they're kind of like shunning new indie filmmakers or a low budget. They don't, they're not taking them as much. So, oh, well, let's go. Tay, how, what's the secrets? Bring it on. Introduce yourself. What's up? Um, it's not much to say, man. Just the usual APG every day. We always working. Be sure. Yes. And let me know if I slaughtered your full name. Go ahead and give the people your full uh, name. Latavius Flanoy. Flanoy. I said Flanay. Flanoy. Yeah, you fucked me up. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's okay. I apologize. But we can call you Tay is what I heard. For sure. Yeah. Tay, you cast Priscilla as the lead in one of your most recent feature films, was it in December? Like just last month? No, when no. Was it? No, it was last year. Last December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize she was, you was the lead. Dang, that's crazy. I know. For real? I was the lead. lead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wow. even remember, bro. Like, that you've been how doing, how many, how many feature films you got under your belt since then? You did like 17 since then? Is that what happened? Um, it was a lot. It was probably like 32 or something like that. Oh, my. Yeah. So, um, but, so for many people that don't, don't know, Tay, um, please share. Um, I know you from having over um, doing 50 feature films in one year. Um, please share with the with the crowd of how you accomplish making so many feature films um, and the size of your crew and your thoughts on putting out that much content. Um, I think honestly, it was just we looked at YouTube as being fun. We look at a lot of other YouTube channels, and people just kind of put out like whatever they want to because it's just like they're looking at it as fun. So we were slowly like taking it serious. And by the time we started back looking at the numbers, we was like, all right, we got a lot of goofy movies, we got a lot of movies we could brush up, we got a lot of serious movies. So we just end up taking it a lot more serious than anything. And more than anything, I think it was the consistency that made us kind of like started taking it more serious movie by movie. So 
we like I said, we have some old ones that were just like full of fun. We did we didn't know the camera. We don't know what the lighting looks like. We don't we didn't care. We just we just having fun for real. And when people start calling us, we're like, oh, okay, they really taking it serious right now. For sure. And what's amazing is that like your early movie is like Mafia Presents Greed. That got five hundred thousand views. Um, you have lust. Less love and money, one getting over five hundred thousand views, and the second one hitting a million views. And yes, for sure. so, so you started in Atlanta, Georgia, with the YouTube channel, and then you transitioned to LA. Did you hit all those views prior to coming to LA, or once you got in LA? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't in Atlanta first. It was actually in Alabama first. Okay, you was in the you was in the country. Yeah, for sure. We it was actually in Alabama first. Um, and then being the Alabama and Atlanta, well, Alabama and Georgia are like right next door to each other, Florida, all of those places are like easy to link, easy to know people. So all of those places were easy to hit. So um I'm sorry, what was the question? The question was, did your did your five hundred thousand and a million views come once you hit LA or did it come when you were in the South, like doing the Atlanta Alabama circuit? Um, we had a lot of movies beforehand that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. So mm-hmm. we had to delete them. Okay. So I can honestly say like we had a bunch of movies beforehand that probably were already like in the five hundred thousands and millions and you know what I mean? But we just, they were like a little too technical for YouTube at the time. Like I said, a lot of it was us having fun, but it might have exposed this person or, you know what I mean? So we were like, all right, we're going to take that down. So when we started to take more initiative, when I went to LA, um, well, when I came to LA and we filmed Lust, Love and Money, I think that was like my first like super major project that I took. Like super serious. I linked with Cass. I linked with Lowe's. Um, that's my team. And we just end up just like working maybe like it took us maybe like three days. And after those three days, it was like everybody that they knew they wanted to be a part of it. And then we ended up doing a premiere downtown. Um we did it on a projector. We shot the movie off of a projector onto a building downtown <laughs> LA. A bunch of people showed up. It was fun. Um, so I felt like from the jump, we just knew that movie was going to do some different type of numbers. I don't know what it was about it. It just, I don't know. I, I can't even describe it, but like those were definitely organic numbers. Like we didn't have to promote that at all. We didn't have to, like we one day we just looked up and it was like, all right, we got to take this serious for real now. Like, the numbers are crazy. So, Lust, Love, and Money, uh, Cali Love was, like, definitely one of the big ones. But we also did Vegas. We did Vegas as well. Um, Vegas didn't do, like, the numbers that uh, Cali did, but it's still early. And I be having to tell myself that because we dropped so many. So, it's like, just wait. You know what I'm saying? It's going to catch up. You feel me? Yeah. But for sure, for sure. I think uh if anything, Lust, Love and Money Cali was definitely like like an eye opener for a lot of people. They reached out to us and they was like, Yeah, we wanna see more of these people, we want to see more of these type movies. So for sure. So if I hear you correctly, it sounds like you all were just playing around, having fun learning as you were going and then you feel like maybe you stumbled on your audience, you stumbled on what the people wanted and that you weren't also afraid to go, all right, we got to kind of edit some of the things or some of the direction we were taking, you know, delete some of the stuff from the past. Yeah. Like we listened, we listened to our audience for sure, for sure. And it, like, like you said earlier, like we took it as like, we like to be around each other. So it was like, we just going to come up with a better idea tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's kind of how it was. Like a new day is just like literally what it means, a new day for sure. So, so Tay, so, all of these films, you know, it sounds like this was also your film school. 
and you're sort of you're you're braving your own way, like we like to say around here. So some of the things that you learned, like like specifically regarding being in touch with your audience, what would you say? Like, you know, people were telling you, like, do you mean like literally in the comments, or were, or were these people at your film screenings? How did you hear from the people? And then what were like the people that were reaching out? Like, who are the they? Are they money like investors? I'm really curious on those kind of specific kind of details around the project. Um, we had a couple of investors reach out. We've had like people that just want to just give us game, give us knowledge on it, give us words of wisdom. And sometimes those come from the craziest people. Like you might be at a gas station, get some gas and just the dude just, hey man, I seen you in the movie. Like keep doing what you're doing. Like, it used to be super funny at first because, like, we never expected it. And then you start looking up for real, and then, like, everybody was, like, reaching out to us and saying, we want y'all to be a part of this project. We want y'all to cast this project. I want you to write on this project. Um, it was a lot of things that I learned just knowing that it could get better and better and the consistency that we had, I don't see anybody else doing it to this day. And I just super, like, not to be, like, arrogant or anything, but, like, if I take it, like, super serious, it's over with. <laughs> so I'm just really just, I got children, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be around their life, you know. My people got children, like, we just living. But, like, if I really, like, lock in for real, for real the way I want to, then I know we like, going to be there. So right now it's just we still still trying to get better and better as we come up with these good ideas. I'm still learning it. Like, I'm still learning the movie gang. I'm still learning the business. I'm still learning all of the things that require you to be a great film writer, producer, director, editor, you know what I'm saying? Music artists, like we do all of those things. So I'm still working on trying to figure out how to learn to be those things too. So we so take you put, Yeah, so you put a lot of projects up on the board in 2023. Uh, speaking mm -hmm. of you learning and growing, what is two things that you're going to apply in 2024 that you learned from the movie game as a, as a film director and film producer that you're going to apply in 2024? Is there something in lighting department? Is there something in hiring actress, actors? Is there something in locations? What are two things that you're going to apply in 2024 that you pulled from all the projects that you learned from in 2023? Um, all right. So I really don't want to give it away, but you my, you, you my dog. Let's <laughs> go like, public now. Let's go public now. Yeah, and, you, and, and, you know, and you know stuff about me too, so I'm just going to keep it a thousand. So. <laughs> I'm in your safe place. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep it all the way. But I feel like 2024 just needs to be more strategic. So like when it comes to me doing a project, regardless of how serious I take it, it's all about implementing the right people in it. No matter if you have to go to Atlanta, if you have to go to Florida, no matter if you have to go to New York, no matter if you go to Chicago, all of that is good content. All of that is new, you know what I'm saying, new environments people have never seen. Um, one thing I can say when I came to California is California. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't know what that means to have, you know what I mean, to leave California. So when you put a lot of things that people have never seen in movies and these people know these people, I think that matters. So when it comes time to promote the movie, you got all these different states, like, ready to see it. You know what I'm saying? They people like, hey, man, I'm in this movie. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's almost like an ally, like you join forces for one big thing, like one big umbrella. So I feel like this 2024 needs to be more strategic. Like when it comes to movies, we're literally all over the states. Um, like just this past week, Cass was in Florida. Like I said, I was in Atlanta. Um, I'm back and forth. Los is all on the outskirts in LA, all on the outskirts of California in general. So it's like once you combine all those people, those followers, their team, their network, when you drop that project, 
and everybody's on board, I'm telling you, it's going it's like it's just gonna flow organically. So I want to do that every time this year, no matter if it's just five projects or fifty five projects. My goal is just to do like five major projects this year, and when I do them, I want the whole world to know when I drop it. I don't want just I don't want just LA to know. I don't want just Atlanta to know. I want the I want every state to know when I drop. Like every state. I want Jim I want them in Jamaica, like, oh my god, airplane game just dropped. Like I want them going crazy, you feel me? Like for real. So that's that's my main goal 2024, just strategic. Like everything you do for sure you get everybody on one accord for one main purpose it's gonna pop no matter if you just gotta get some t-shirts no matter if you just gotta get a new youtube but like whatever like it's gonna pop for sure so that's what i intend to bring 2024 that i think is gonna make its way to right the right place for sure i thought i was motivated and didn't sleep much but man you're (laughs) You're encouraging and uh, ins- inspiring. It's awesome, Latavius. I so, sleep. I just don't know how much. Okay, I, I hear that. I hear that. Sure. I, I love a good eight or nine hours, but I probably can like function on six. Uh, but hey, let me ask you some questions about some more kind of practical things because you know, for myself and Priscilla, we both want to make movies and have made movies. You know, I'm writing and directing and producing. Priscilla is producing and acting and inspiring writers and directors. My question is around like, what are some of the, I don't like the word template, but what are some of the philosophies around getting these movies made? Like, you know, are you waiting for a full script Are are they kind of like there's treatments, you, you know, you give actors a lot of freedom to improv when you make your features, give us some of the specifics of how you get done. And it sounds like you made one in three days, which I think that's we, we could do that. We probably I think we've sen- done a censor. movie in one day. I think we've done a movie yeah, in one day before. That's amazing. And you're getting um, views. And you're getting sure. reaching out. For sure. Um to me, when it comes to the agenda, I think it just depends on the movie. Like sometimes I can get super frustrated on writing a movie. And it mainly is because I have children. I still have a whole nother lifestyle I'm working on. You feel me? So it's like, yeah, I might work on this for two or three days. And then I'd be like, all right, man, let's just start shooting it. Let's see how this goes. Let's see what it's going to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just to see if that's what I really still want to do. And then I end up being sh- like surprised. Like, oh man, like, okay. So they doing it the way I intended it to look. All right. So now I'm going to see if y'all can improv this and improv that. And like my team, uh, I think even P, um, Priscilla, I think even when we did uh, Blood Money, I think they really were able to like be the be their own character. You know what I mean? Like even though they had a script, like I don't think the team was tripping at all about like the wording or how they particularly look or anything like that. So it's like with me, um, I think. If you're an actor, all right, I want to see it. I want to see it. Let's do it. Like, I'm finna give you a scenario. Let's do it. Pop off. We not. It's not practice. We finna record right now. Like, like let's see your improv. Let's see if you really got it. And like, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You know what I mean. But for the most part, I can definitely say that particular actor becomes like, all right, you definitely brushed me up on my improv skills or. You know what I'm saying? Like, you definitely made me think about certain things that I need to work on. And I've seen certain actors that take it super serious, can tell you everything you need to know about movies, like what the script's supposed to look like, the format, like everything, what time you're supposed to be on set, all that. But when you look at it on camera, it just looks garbage. (laughs) <laughs> or it's not believable, you know what I'm saying, versus somebody that doesn't even need a script. You might have grew up with these people, or you might have even just seen this person on Venice Beach ride, riding a skateboard, and you just heard him tell a funny joke. He might be like, put me on camera. 
he might just be the star of the movie for those five minutes because like it's so organic. So I just truly feel like certain people have it and the people that don't have it, that still try, I still like to fuck with them too, for sure. Yeah. And I can definitely attest to that on our set of where we you, we definitely had a script. I came, it was like my first big role. So I came memorized and I came doing right. all my actor's homework. Um, but there was still a level of like, do you know what you, what, your, your character's purpose is in this the shot. Okay, forget the words. Give us that. Give us what that is. Translate that. And um, and so I thought that was really that was that was fun to not have a pressure of like you need you didn't say the and the in that sentence and have that pressure at all. Yeah, was, for sure. It was really awesome. Okay, so let's I think I think our sets were like just fun because even though you were on set doing what you're supposed to do on camera. I feel like my sets are more fun off camera. Like, I think people just be like more in tune to just being around us to the point where it's like when it's time to be on camera, it's like, all right, let's have fun right quick. You know what I mean? Like when we like, you can definitely say like when we're filming and the the crew is just chilling, watching us and stuff like that. We're supporting each other. Like, okay, okay, let's see it, let's see it, Pete. Let's, you know, what I'm saying we might have Priscilla run the thing like five times, like. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just like we really juice each other up a lot, for real, for real. So I do like that about my team, for sure. Truly. And we were fed good. Yeah, um, y'all were fly. <laughs> What'd you eat? Come on, give us some specifics on what was on Crafty think- and lunch. Oh, yeah, man. We were lit on Crafty. Tell them, Pete, every, yeah. every day. Tell them our Crafties, man. Tell them what them Crafties look like. I, I just remember, I remember for sure we had a, we had a, we had, I don't know where it was from, but we had a, a meal where the fried chicken was off the chain. For sure. I think we had, I want to say, did we have- We had Mediterranean food yeah, on that. Mediterranean. Yeah. Um, and then one of the days they let me custom order whatever I wanted. Custom order what you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was super blessed. Okay, so let's talk about you're getting millions of views on YouTube and you like okay. you, said, you started out with just your friends to having fun, not taking it too serious. And then you guys get this get this attention and you guys say, like, let's really hone in on our skills as director, writers, and actors. And then how? What is that call like, or how did you transition to getting your stuff on Tubi, getting your films on Tubi? Uh, I had I had like people that were more into seeing me on other platforms, so I had to take it more serious. And to me, honestly, I've never been satisfied like with Tubi. Like I don't think it was that important to me. But um, for us that aren't on Tubi, like my films. Have not gotten to Tubi. Mine's are just on yeah. YouTube. What is that transition like? So, what is it? Did you apply? Did they reach out to you because they saw your YouTube numbers? Um, it, I think I think maybe like on one or two movies it was, but like outside of the box, it was just us taking leaps to do it ourselves, just to see what it would be like because we weren't, you know, what I mean, like it wasn't like a loss for us. Like we had plenty of movies, so it might been like five or six movies like let's try it out let's see what we can do and um they accepted it um so was it like a I, platform that you submitted it through say what was it a platform that you submitted to to be to get your film on there um uh, well i have a distro uh distribution company as well too so like i can't really say like the specifics of what platform we took it through to get to Tubi, but I know like at one point in time it was Prime Video and a couple of other platforms as well. So it wasn't just Tubi alone. It was a lot of like different platforms, like alternate AVOD platforms. So I can't really say like what route was taken to get us there. I just know I looked up one day and somebody was calling me like, bro, I see you on Tubi. I'm like, what? Like, How'd you get a distro? How'd you get a distro next? Um, how did I do? Um, okay, so I was living in Alabama, maybe like during, I think it was like COVID. 
Yeah, I think it was like right around that time. And I, I just got an email one day and uh, they were asking me to get my movie. I think I did a movie called Caprice. Um, and they wanted to um, dis um, destroy it, distribute it to like maybe three or four different platforms for a couple of years. And at first, like that was my first time like ever like going through something like that. And like I had maybe like two or three like just jobs at the time. So it wasn't even like I'm telling you, like it was like us having fun. So like <laughs> when they said something about it, I'm like, who is these people like talking about? They want to give me some money, right? For, right. Like for that shit, like that shit old. Like like that's how we looking at. Like we literally like looking at each other. Like bro, like they want that. Like I mean, all right, what, okay, whatever. Like we not even tripping because like we never took it serious. So like I said, they reached out to us. They were saying like they wanted to destroy for like maybe like two or three years, and then like after that. Like, it just kind of, like, opened up floodgates. Like, it was so many different type of companies reaching out to me, trying to get the movies and trying to get, like, distro deals. And, like, I literally had an inbox to the point where I thought it was, like, scam. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. What is that about? But a lot of the deals I just wasn't satisfied with. Once I started taking it serious and start understanding, like, okay, why do these people want my shit? Like, hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, it, it took me a minute to be like, okay, so even though we joking, even though we having the time of our life, this don't cost us nothing to do this. This don't, like, we're not tripping on this. We at the house. The children in the house playing. Like, we, this our, this the grown people playing right now. You know what I mean? So, like. Why do they want this? Why do they want to be entertained by this? So I just had to start thinking, like, okay, boom. Even though if it's suitable for me or not, I want to put this particular number on it because I feel like if you accept it, that means you're not trying to take advantage of me versus, like, me thinking, like, it's a different type of reasoning why you want this particular move. Like, you might be offering me two thousand dollars for i don't know a year you know what i'm saying like a year worth of distribution you know what i'm saying and after that year you probably made twenty thousand dollars and i'm just like whoa you know what i'm saying but at the same time people hear you up like oh my god we see you on these platforms yeah and you getting blinded by that I just never been the type of person to just be about the fame. I'm sorry, like that's never been like uh, like pressure for us to be like ready to be praised by people. We rather just be about the money instead. So it's like when I seen that they were showing us that we could be seen by everybody, different platforms all over the world. I I was like, okay, all right, we need to take it serious now because. Any and every distro might reach out and say they want something different. So it's important for me to lead my team and make sure that we got everything we need to have a different type of movie for this crowd or a different type of movie for this crowd. So that's why we just start pioneering to like, oh, we got a movie for everything now. <laughs> for sure. So And yeah. uh, Latavius, I see you put certain titles like hood movie in your in your um, yeah that's like sure. a thing that people know that they know what to expect kind of like tyler perry has his yeah, brand sure. uh, in style um, it's, it's not all of them um i i usually frame and detail those because of our action ready of filming a movie or taking it seriously like you can definitely see like the quality in certain movies like Danger Books, um, If You Think You're Lonely Now 2, um, Lust, Love, and Money in California, Lust, Love, and Money in Vegas. All those, like, you can see, like, the quality and the time taken. Mad Greedy. Um, <laughs> Is your Siri back there talking yeah, I guess to you? Siri started telling my business. <laughs> uh, be careful. Those um, secrets getting out. 
now, and in the meantime, while you have that getting figured out, uh, Tony, please share with the audience a little bit about your distro experience. Because I, I know that um, Tay, Tay got reached out to, um, but you also got found at a, a film festival. So share a little bit about that. Well, it's, it's interesting as, as you're talking, Tay, I'm thinking about my experience. Yeah, we did get reached out to because we won the audience award at CineQuest for our feature okay. film, Last Chance Charlene. But we did not get any kind of MG, which is minimum guarantee. It sounds like, you know, even like getting $2,000 up front to put it on a thing. Like we got nothing. We just basically said, they said to us, hey, you should be grateful. <laughs> We're going to put you on all these platforms. So we got you know, uh, Amazon and Apple, but we only get paid when it hits a certain amount of rentals and sales. Yeah. So I'm like salivating as you're talking going, yeah, there's just but no, I mean, it, it, I have had certain like distros that do it that way too. You know what I mean? But like me, I just, I don't know. I guess. All right. So I like this, is how I look, I'm just going to be straight up with you. Like I got three children, right? So like, same, everything got to be three times. <laughs> like, it got to be big that much. And then I got to have something off the top for me. So it's like, that's all I'm thinking about first. So if you coming to me, talking to me, like, about a back end, or you telling me, like, I got to wait to certain downloads or rentals and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm understanding you, but I want twice as much, like, when it comes time. Like, I'm not trying to be funny or anything like that because I know how business is. I know sometimes you have to, slow roll it you know what i mean you have to get it to where it needs to be in order to pay people and sometimes contract lasts for years yeah so it's like i looked at it as all right this movie i might have to wait and get this money two or three years from now all right so let's put out three four more like let's do let's do like four more movies like let's do four more so like by the time we this money come back boom we good by the time this one come back boom you know what i mean like so that's what, that was my mentality. And, like, sometimes it went, sometimes it didn't. But at the end of the day, we was just we was just down to try whatever. Like, my team, like, they really hungry like that. So it's like we know we want something up front. But if we can't get it up front and we know we got another opportunity to still put out good projects, we're going to keep going. But our angle is to get as much as we can so that way we can be satisfied and not feeling like we're being overworked or mm-hmm. we having to go without or we having to, you know what I'm saying, truly invest this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's not being petty. It's not being, you know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. being petty at all. It's just like, all you're right. You're giving so, yourself as many eggs as you can. And yeah, for sure. Like One egg and one basket over here. If you're able to give somebody $20 when they pull up because they probably came from downtown LA, you know what I'm saying? And it traffic was crazy. You get them twenty, thirty dollars or something like that, feed them or something. Like however it goes, whatever it needs to be done, they might go home and have a long day, see the cash out. Bing. Okay, yeah. All right, boom. It feels a little better. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. Okay, APG. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we do it, sometimes like you gotta wait on it. But like, that's why I try to triple up and do so much. So that way it's like you always got something. I love that though. No, that's what I really I admire and I love because like you said, like it's sometimes when you only have one project and you're waiting for the results of that one project, that's all that you can really see. But like when you stack yeah. up your schedule and you guys both work really hard, uh, but mm-hmm. when you stack up your schedule and you have other projects, it kind of takes your mind off of that one thing that might not be as fruitful. For sure. Um, fruit hasn't come in yet. And then you have other projects producing fruit. And so you can kind of just enjoy those fruits or be ready to see where fruits come from it versus just right. like watching. Water. I totally agree. I totally agree. And like I said, Lowe's and Cass, they work pretty hard too. And like I said, Cass, he has his own um, film company. Lowe's has his own film company, but it's just like, to me, I feel like when we combine and we work together is, is, is twice as fast is twice as fun. And I feel like in maybe like living in LA, this will be my third year. Um, I probably met at least 10,000 people already, like, for sure, like, easy. Because just that's just how many people we have, like, been introduced to, like, we've met. 
certain people been on set with us. I try to get to know as many people as I can because you never know, like, what side of the country you on, where they're from, all that. So, like, I can definitely say, like, in L.A., living there is, like, the biggest mm. upscale to doing movies and stuff like that because you really, really will get to know hundreds and hundreds of people by the day by the week. However it goes, like, you're going to get to know new people all the time. You know what I'm saying? Versus, like, on the East Coast, everything is a little bit more slower. Everything is a little bit more, like, <laughs> straight to work and back home, out the way. You know what I mean? At I least mean, always like, moving in the film. Yeah, it's something always going on. You could wake yeah. up and you like you're going to be motivated to see somebody doing something you can see yeah. not trying to be funny but you can see like a fat guy just you know what i'm saying like running <laughs> in the morning like that's my dog right there like you feel yeah. me like it's going to turn you up for yeah. sure yeah for sure well you are crushing it in your space and it's encouraging and I think you, it's the beginning of the year and this is a great reminder episode 221 of the Brave Maker podcast our 6th year in existence we're still here because we're not giving up and we hope you don't give up as well For out there. Sure. You got you to gotta figure out a way to make your stuff happen everybody so if you're listening to this or watching this on the replay share this with someone else go and follow Airplane Gang Films on YouTube and see I mean the fact that you've put so many feature films out on YouTube is mind-boggling to me. It is seriously. I have like, my own what? YouTube catalog by the time like I'll be done, like with my children be like, Honestly, you know what, I mean? what like, in the world? It, sure. It's it's really like I if I were to say what am I taking away today, I'm telling myself I am busting my butt trying to get some feature films. Some of them I've been waiting eight years and I'm waiting on money. I'm like, I got we I need to make a feature film, if not three or something this year and make it. You need to make one tomorrow. Exactly. I mean, tomorrow. We should make one. When yeah. we, we're going to Sundance next week, Priscilla. We should make one. Are we going to make a feature film at Sundance? And just do it for one. YouTube. Just do it for YouTube. Let's just make one sure. and with all the resources we have and just do it on YouTube. Let's just I mean, do even it. Even though like it's fast paced, like it's so many ideas that people think of every day. I just feel like you can't go wrong with just being consistent in your own time. And like, yeah, me, I feel like I'm not slowing down. It was a point in time I was at my lowest, but you would never know. Like you would, you would never know because I never slowed down. Like not one time. Awesome. Not, That's awesome. Keep, keep doing it. It's inspiring. And then, you know, from the clips that we were showing today, if you are listening to this, you can come obviously watch it on our YouTube page at BraveMaker.org and see all the cinematography, really beautiful cinematography, lots of cool drone work too, by the way. Uh, so your DP, they're crushing it too. It's very, very exciting to see all the stuff Appreciate that you're doing. It. Let's make feature films, people. Like let's, let's all, like think about all of the obstacles we are putting in front of our way. Yeah. And the things that we could be doing if we, and here, I'm not saying we shouldn't do high quality stuff. It's just like the set, we censor ourselves because we don't have enough money and enough talent, not enough, whatever. There's not enough, right? There's so much censoring. Yeah. And and it's a lot of doubt too. When you feel like you don't have a lot of money and stuff, people going to be like, uh, I don't want to share. I don't want to promote. I don't want to you gotta, you gotta focus. Like, yeah. Focus. Just keep going. Like, you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know. You know what I mean? And I think too, the one thing I want to add too is, I, I, I love that you're like, hey, pay, pay people twenty or thirty dollars. But sometimes that could even be like, well, if I pay every like ten people thirty dollars, that's three hundred, or if I whatever, I don't have that. I go just find the people who who will do it for free because they love it, and then right. and then out of our passions, we make stuff. But I think I have to get over that too about there's people, if someone's not willing, then they're not the right person, right? Draw right. people who you want to work with and the right people will come. And it's okay to say no to those who are unwilling or, be, or whatever, because you can't meet their needs. It's okay. Find someone else. Just and, move on. And, I, and I love the fact that it's more of like, um, like you said, like a freedom, like both of you guys are saying, it's like a, a freedom that you give yourself to do what you can with what you have where you are. Do the best of what you can. 
and to let yourself be free in that. And if like, like you said, like if I don't have a black magic camera, all right, I'm shooting on what I do have. What do we have? Either iPhone or I have a Canon Rebel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, whatever. give yourself that freedom of like, do what you love and maximize what you have around you and let the universe take care of whatever happens with it. And yep. you keep going and keep continue to grow with, and then your resources will grow and you continue to grow with that. Yep. Um, I love that. I mean, like, bro, you hit a million, you hit a million views at the end Come of the day on. on YouTube. In a year. In a year. In so, a year, yep. So it's like, wow. you really did what you could with what you had. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. How many people? I mean, we had maybe like two black matches on, on, on the set for that movie. We had like a Panasonic G7. We had a cannon. We had a drone. And that was it. And it was just beautiful. Us. It was stuck and it was just us three. Priscilla, Brave Maker has two black magics now. So we got. Oh, we you feel be- me? Like, that's I'm a whole so movie scene right there. Like, I'm that's so what? excited. Okay. One of our um, questions that we always love to ask, which I think you've already answered, but you can answer it here. What does Brave Maker mean to you? Brave Maker. Like when I hear it, I just feel like um, to me it sounds like it's strong. To me it sounds like it's very, 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 very strong to the point where you have to be brave to do certain things. You have to be brave to make certain decisions. Um manifest certain things, accomplish certain goals, uh, a brave maker. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just have to kind of, like, push out the doubts. So when I hear brave maker, that's what maybe, like, I think about, like, something strong. I don't even think that it's anything movie-related. I just be like... (laughs) It's a mentality, a mindset. That actually sounds like a... a, no, nah, I might not say that. Y'all might take it. Y'all might not take. It. Y'all might take it. Keep it. Keep it for yourself. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say that sound like a superhero. Ooh, we love that. Don't that sound like a superhero? Oh my gosh, I have brave never maker. thought about that. That's the cool. Brave maker. You well, know what I'm saying? to be a filmmaker, you kind of got to be your own superhero. You really for do. sure. For find sure. your superpower, right? Yeah, That's for what you gotta sure. do. So find your superpower, everybody. All right, we're gonna end our show with our brave faves. Brave faves. TV shows, films, books, songs, technology, clothing, podcast, food, and more. These are a few of our favorite people, places, and things. Brave faves. All right, my favorite thing of the week. I'm not finished with it yet, so I hope that it actually lands the plane. Is a, a series on Netflix called Fooled Me Once. Or Fool Me Once. Fool Me Once. Fool Me Once. Uh, I saw the little trailer and I got like chills watching the trailer. It's like this mystery. Uh, it takes place in the UK. Uh, there's all this kind of espionage, conspiracy, and all this kind of wild stuff happening. Uh, it's a, you know, a show. And I've never seen any of the actors in it before. I'm sure they're all well-known in the UK, but it was really cool. So Fool Me Once on Netflix. It was great. Priscilla, what's your favorite thing of the week? What you got? My favorite thing of the week that I'm going to highlight is this TikTok and YouTube page that I came across called Impact Math 19. Um, It's all math stuff. Like her, her, her channel is like like dripping of math stuff. That's all she talks about on there. Ask Fab Math, um, Hesse Math. Um, and then I found out that she does do tutoring, um, one-on-one tutoring. So I just, I try to like push it to people. I just think it's so awesome that um, there's a black woman that um, is out here pushing education and mathematics at that. For and sure, for so sure. And I love it. And I'd be trying to look at the problems like, let me see if I can solve that real quick. And so that's my favorite of the week. Right on. Okay, cool. Tay, what's on got? me? Favorite okay. thing. Well, one thing. One thing. Any one thing. For the week. For the, the week, week, right? That's right. That's right. All right. So, boom. I've been locked in writing. Um, by the way, The Devil Lives in L.A., a new project is about to come out very soon. 
Okay. Um, Love the title. Yeah, I've been looking at this, uh, just reruns. I've been looking at Power. Okay. uh, From Stars. Um, I've just been looking at every story and how they connect every character and build a different story for those characters. Like, they have a different season. They have a different, you know what I'm saying? Everybody have a different show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like that. And I feel like Power is one of those shows that even if this particular season stops, you're going to be tuned in to maybe what Tommy has going on or maybe what Tariq has going on. Yeah. And I like that they include so many different actors and so many different things. And if they kill a certain person or something like that, that particular daughter or nephew or something like that ends up growing up to be just as bad as the other ones. And it's just like, they have a story. So it's like, it's just, I, I like that. I think it, 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 it uses up a lot of time and it makes you think about like a lot of situations. That's so cool. Why do I feel like why do I feel like we're gonna hear you writing on the show at at some point in the future Woo! now? Hey, hey, that'd be that you that'd just be fly. Like we actually did some music and we submitted like a lot of music to BET and Stars. Cool. So if you don't see us or see our writing, you might hear our music. <laughs> let's let's manifest that. Show. Let's get it. Okay. So, you know I mean? Latavius yeah. Floor Nor Floor. Flanoi, Flanoi, Flanoi. It's all good. It's all good. Thank you for being on episode 221 of the Brain Show. Don't go away, everybody. Uh, We are very excited. Priscilla and I are going to be in Sundance next week, so there will not be a a regular live show, but you can guarantee we're going to be going live multiple times, probably on our Instagram channel and doing stuff. And who knows, we might be shooting something. I just got an idea that we should probably shoot a a documentary about two filmmakers going to Sundance. One who's been there for 13 years in a row. One's going for the first time. That's Priscilla. And we just chat it up and see where that goes. I don't know. I'm going to play around with that. We'll we'll see. But I want to say thank you to our producer, Amy Cohen, out of Austin, Texas, who's been with us the whole time, and she is uh, live quoting, and she's our our guest correspondent. So thank you so much uh, to our intern Jessica Cohen, who will take clips from this show and move it and put it onto Instagram. We love that you do that. Thank you so much to Carrie Alley, our social media producer. Thank you so much. Uh, if you want to be a follower of Brave Maker, make sure you're on the Instas and the YouTubes at Brave Maker Org. Share this. Uh, what did you learn? put comments on our page. We'd love to connect with people. We have screenwriting classes coming up. We have acting classes coming up. Go to bravemaker.com for all that information. Mark your calendars for our film festival, January 11th through the um, 14th of 2024. You're going to want to make sure you get your film submitted if you have one, because we will be producing or programming about 60 films over the course of four days. We usually get about 150 submissions. We're really excited about what's happening with Brave Maker in our sixth year. And if you are a generous person or happen to have a heart to support the arts, we have 42 people every month who give a tax deductible donation. You can do it right from your phone by texting the word Brave Maker to 44321. Go ahead and do that today. Text the word Brave Maker to 44321 or go to bravemaker.com slash donate. We're on Venmo and PayPal and Zelle and all the places uh, to help us keep going. It helps us pay for the streaming platform that we do every month and gear and uh, our community engagement, which that's now Priscilla's official role, director of community engagement right uh priscilla we're so glad that she is with us and doing all the great stuff that she's doing so please continue to follow along and you'll get to meet new awesome people like latavius uh, out of airplane gang films in la cool priscilla where can people find you on the instas and all the places at m s p r i s c i l l a l a m so miss priscilla lamb on instagram and um, please follow me. And you guys, note that I will be making daily vlogs at Sundance. Like Tony said, I am the first time goer. So I want to vlog everything because I try to look up on TikTok and stuff. Um, people's experiences. Like I'm not really finding a lot. Like how Whoa. do you check in? Like h- how do you, like even when we um, got stalled out trying to get our tickets 
to purchase the films on the first day it dropped. It was sold out, the site crashed. And then when I posted um, on TikTok, 11th Hour Creatives, a vlog of me trying to get the ticket, um, someone hit me, um, someone hit me saying, I didn't know that I had to be there at the time that the tickets dropped on the 8th. And so her, she's kind of feeling kind of bummed because her tickets, she wasn't able, like mostly everything sold out the first weekend. So her tickets aren't really being able to be used and we spend a lot of money to go. Um, so she's hoping that she can be waitlisted and sit in a two hour line. But it's like these little things that it would be cool if somebody on social media right. logged, just so you can just be aware of the experience. Okay, we're going to do something. I'm going to start recording little snippets of myself. You should start little, look, let's do it. And we can put this together into a film. That would be so cool. Because after going 13 years, I'm still learning things. I have some little nuggets and gems I could share, but I'm still going to be going, all right. I remember we used to have paper tickets. They don't do those anymore, right? And so, you know, there's a lot of things I still have to figure out. And I know on the day there's a box office. Not many people know about this box office. You can go in at the very first thing in the morning and see all the tickets they released on the day or people will exchange that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's these little things we got to do, but I'm excited. This is great. All right, everybody hope you're encouraged. It's only 11 days into 2024. Share this with a friend, tag somebody. Uh, we're, we're going after it. We're, we're really going after it. We want to be making more and more films and telling stories and collaborating with you. And another thing you can mark your calendar is just uh, February 7th, right? Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. Priscilla and I are going to be in Redwood City with Tristan Schuler of Roadmap Writers coming up from LA to do a mixer. There's only, I think, 28 tickets left because it's a little restaurant in Redwood City called Pasha. We're going to hang out, eat some food, meet people, and hopefully make some collaborations. All right, cool. That's all we got. Uh, Priscilla, brave stories change the world. And you are the story. I love it. See you, everybody. Bye. Brave Maker is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our work is funded by generous patrons like you. Support the podcast with a tax-deductible donation at bravemaker.com. Thanks for listening to the Brave Maker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating, and share with a friend.